Namaste. As part of the writings of Shirobindo, we are with essays on the Gita, where all that has passed till now, the first ten chapters, is a preparation to a grand something which is going to come up, and that grand something comes. It's one of the amazing, um, the most amazing. Before Savitri, in Savitri you see an even more grand description. But before Savitri, whether you take the Purushukta, where you have a description of the, uh, you know, or the Hiranyamaya Purusha, Hiranyagar, nowhere you find this truth and we just speak about it. Why? So it is a grandest of the grand. Suddenly it is like on a theatre, a play is going on, question, answer. Nice, suddenly something appears which is marvellous, adbhut, ashcharya, full, fills you with entire ashcharya and it starts with a question of Arjuna. What is the question? And it starts with this question of Arjuna. Who are you? <laughs> I've been playing around with you like a friend and this thing. Who exactly are you? Revealing to me Purushottama, Akshar, Brahm and all this. Oh Yadava, oh Krishna, my friend, tell me who you are. I want to see that supreme form of yours. And he says, you cannot see like that. So there is the ordinary vision. So in the very beginning, there is this first truth which is revealed. We cannot see God just with these eyes. These eyes you cannot see even this sun. And that experience which Arjuna described is as if a thousand suns had suddenly burst into the sky. See, this was when the nuclear bomb had dropped on um, Hiroshima and Nagasaki. The pilot, he suddenly remembered the words from the Gita. He says, I had read in the Gita as if a thousand suns had burst. But actually it is nothing. Thousand suns actually suddenly appearing in the sky. So we can't see it like that. It, but there, why? who can see it? That, is, that comes at the end. So we let the suspense remain. But there is a subtle sight other than this sight. Our sight can escape from the mortal instrument. These are nothing but instruments. It's like people whose uh, you know, ventilator or even now there are heart-lung machines. So you can do away with these instruments. There is an outer instrument through which you are carrying on. There are people who carry it also in the plane. So instrument is not, it's like if breathing stops, life stops. No, it stops because it doesn't have another instrument. But it continues in another form. So these senses cannot behold, but there are subtle instruments, senses, which we can liberate and we can see certain things which are not sensible to this mortal vision. Can we with these subtle senses see God? No, we can see only aspects of God here and there. So how we can behold God? Only if He chooses. Tanu Swam Yama Veshe Vranute Atma Vivranute Tanu Swam So we understand now what that word means. Tanu Swam, He says, okay, I'll give you. Why? Because you are dear to me. Why has He chosen to give it to Arjuna? This vision should have come to somebody meditating hard on some Himalaya. Always we conjure, Himalaya and Bhattaya Tapasya Kya. Mila kisko ye vision, just see who was the recipient of this greatest of greatest experiences on the most terrible battlefield. Arjuna. He is not a tapasvi by any standards except that he had learnt shooting like a tapasvi. And he loves Krishna. Yes, of course. He is nothing outwardly. He is not even a, strictly speaking, a moral man. 
his exploits could be as scandalizing <laughs> you know but why he is given this vision the lord says you are dear to me why he is dear to him he will reveal later but he says i'll give you this possibility so with the divine vision now behold me now what is beautiful about grand vision this supreme form up till now we read shri krishna has revealed i am sharobhav i am akshara i am purushottama sound very nice okay he is here he is um, like brahman impersonal wide basis he is also purushottama the transcendent in this vision all the three are reconciled god as a being to start with he is not just an impersonal reality upholding the universe as some gyan yogins will tell us oh god they give the name of god he is impersonal state or they will say it's like an energy acting energy acting it may also mean a mechanical energy <laughs> who is god he is the on one side he says he is transcendent thousand suns light flowing in every direction he says i cannot see the beginning i cannot see the end it is infinity the transcendence he experiences but he also sees him it's regarded as the vishwarup what is that vishwarup he sees everything is inside him not only the good guys adityas devas gandharvas but also asuras rakshasas everybody is inside him even human beings celestial beings all thousand faces thousand armed all directions he is there where is god he is everywhere omnipresent reality he sees him in that mighty luminous form vishwarup at the same time whose vishwarup is this it is the individual krishna on the battlefield as the avatar none is cancelled by each other this is the great truth that he reveals that i am at once the individual as the vibhuti i am fighting this battle of kurukshetra on your side this is my human individual aspect of course he is the avatar so he has to reveal this truth to man but know this don't be fooled just by parents i hold this entire creation within me that's what he has said arjuna says who are you holding this entire creation giving the yoga to uh, vivaswan ikshvaku so now it has built up to that point he says so god in his cosmic being holds everything there is nothing which is outside him this is a big difference we have built erected a god who is outside creation lot of philosophical confusions have arisen because of that are wo to wahan baith ke tamasha dekh raha hai he is excuse me dekh nahi raha hai idhar hai he is here not only is he here it is he is playing he is himself the actor and the act he is himself the knower and the known he is himself the scene and he is himself the one who is in the scene flowing in the scene so he shows all this this entire battlefield is in him in mother's prayer you will see mother says that you know he see offers a body as a holocaust she identifies with that and an entire war is taking place in her body one of the reasons why she had to leave paris during the first world war when it started she went to paris then went to japan was because of this people used to see this luminous light surrounding at the same time because of her presence all the because this was asura acting on earth all of them were drawing near even kali was drawing near and it had become a place of very intense working of forces 
they couldn't have borne it so she goes and sails all the way so krishna on the battlefield reveals his cosmic aspect and of course he is not just uh, you know confined to cosmic and individual but he is the transcendent so that is the supreme form it is that infinite godhead whose faces are everywhere and in whom are all the wonders of existence who multiplies unendingly all the many marvelous revelations of his being a world wide divinity seeing with innumerable eyes speaking from innumerable mouths armed for battle with numberless divine uplifted weapons glorious with divine ornaments of beauty robed in heavenly raiment of deity lovely with garlands of divine flowers fragrant with divine perfume this is the first description that meets him such is the light of this body of god as if a thousand suns had arisen at once in heaven but then the second marvel of this vision is normally we say yes god is all this what about destruction what about oh, this is man's creation what about wars human beings no this too is he so in that vision you see reconciled not just the godhead who is beautiful in every respect even what today is we find appalling to the senses and this is why arjuna is the chosen vehicle he doesn't shrink from god's battlefield he is ready to face it those who shrink from it take sanyas go away into the forest god appears to them in a state of nihil very nice such a peaceful thing but those who engage this is a very nice uh, aphorism of shirobindo those who engage in this great battlefield there are two things perfectly pleasing to god in his devotee and servant those one those who clean his temple floors in silent adoration and second those who fight for his great battle in creation for his divine consummation in humanity not exact word but something like this divine consummation in humanity those who fight it's not either or one should do both and many more things but this is uh, and battle doesn't always mean talwar leke it is a, at every level ideative level emotional level wherever there is uh, you know Uh, sadness bring their hope that is also a battle bring faith where there is doubt it's a battle at every level ideative level and if necessary yes of course if tomorrow there is the civilization is threatened by huns and mongols necessary raise the arm pick it up because that too is his battle but not like start killing like the way mercenaries do and that's of course certainly not but if necessary to defend a civilization by all means so we see here that in this vision the second beauty is that it reconciles is not only brahma is inside him vishnu is inside him but there is also shiva who is inside him all great these things are happening within the body of the great lord and the third beauty of this is this all encompassing vision is that we see when this vision comes to arjuna he has two responses one he is frightened because it's appalling we keep saying god 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 if he appears before us first thing we say lord 
can't bear it. Not just the light. When he comes and says that I have come to destroy. So the third thing we see is that though the divine is one and the all, in each epoch of time, in each moment he expresses himself differently. So on the battlefield of Kurukshetra, he is the same Krishna. Ask him, Are you Krishna? Basari ka bajaoge. He say, yes, my basari will take the, my flute will take the form of the trumpets and the war cry and the panchajanya. This is the place for panchajanya and devdat. It is not the place for basari. The same basari has taken this form of panchajanya. It is the battle cry. Shubindo, when he was asked that Sri Krishna who came to you, was he the Vrindavan Sri Krishna or the Kurukshetra? He says, <laughs> <laughs> Most of it was Guru Shetra Shri Krishna. <laughs> that's why he wrote Bhavani Bharti and all that. Because it's a battlefield God. That's why Shobindo could get this vision, completeness. If you want to run away from life, escape, the, one is not an adhikari even for this. So when first sight, Arjuna cannot accept, he recoils. Even a warrior like him, oh, this is your will. And you want me to be an instrument? You have come to destroy Lok Shekrat Pravaddo. I have come to destroy. This is my will right now, Pravaddo. I am, you know, I want to destroy these peoples. Which people? Karvas? No, no. All around, look, Arjuna, everybody is being taken, going in, and everybody is coming out. So we also see that all things exist in God. So I am. So there is the will of the divine which manifests differently at different moments, and then Arjuna says, "Can I have your gentler now?" That complete vision even Arjuna could not behold. It needed Shurabindo. See, Krishna comes as Shurabindo to absorb it fully, because it's difficult to see that in totality. So he comes as Narayana, Vishnu, Chaturbhuj. Very nice. Lovely smile. <laughs> and then what happens? The second expression is adoration. His heart is filled with adoration. And this is the famous stuti. So conjured in this vision are many things. One of them is no real peace can be till the heart of man deserves peace. The law of Vishnu cannot prevail till the debt to Rudra is paid. Rudra forces have awakened life out of matter. One can imagine that, you know, Shiva, the inconscient creator, one of his poems, entering into the inconscient as Rudra, his dance, and then they are picking up balls of fire, galactic material and throwing at each other, let's play, and there are huge sparks and all this, and eventually you see dense rings and they crystallize. Rudra is playing in space. And then as meteors and then asteroids. It's a game time. You ask Rudra, don't disturb me. I'm playing football on this vast cosmic field. So they have shaped war is the father of things. Through clash and strife, through labor pains, creation is born. If there are no labor pains, no clash and strife, then everything remains in comfort zone. So he says, no real peace can be. To turn aside then and preach to a still unevolved mankind the law of love and oneness. No, no, please love each other. No, come together and love each other. Let's have a party. We'll come together and chant home. Do it. 
millions of years, thousands of years, people have done all that. Let's have a unity meet. Do it. If you want to do it, nothing wrong with that. But if you think that that is going to really help, what will help is a radical transformation of mankind. Teachers of the law of love and oneness there must be, for by that way must come the ultimate salvation. But not till the time spirit in man is ready, can the inner and ultimate prevail over the outer and immediate reality. No, no, let's shake hand, Hindi chini bhai bhai, Panchashil, Buddha, Pakistan, hamare bhai hai. Why are we fighting? Don't forget that there is an immediate reality. Don't forget there is an actual threat of Islam, distorted and perverted through the ISIS. If people are forgetting it, they are preparing another ground for Kashmir. To believe that it will come just like that, goody-goody feeling is just fooling oneself. Well, mankind loves to fool itself in and out of season. That's a different story. It's very painful to go through that. So yes, love and peace and oneness, deep inside it's true. But let us first tame the dragon and defang the snake. Then we'll talk about taking the snake and putting around the neck and say, Shiva, dance. <laughs> Otherwise it's dangerous. So he's... Christ and Buddha have come and gone, but it is Rudra who still holds the world in the hollow of his hand. And meanwhile, the fierce forward labor of mankind, tormented and oppressed by the powers that are profiteers of egoistic force and their servants, cries for the sword of the hero of the struggle and the word of the prophet. And that's what other, otherwise, you know, see Kaliyavan, even earlier foreign invasions, how the, it, who became the instrument of God? Not those who were chanting Buddham, Sharnam, Gachami, but Chandragupta Maurya. Alexander knew that crossing the Bias is going to meet. Puru army itself was a big shocker for him. And then Chandragupta Maurya, such an army, he says, all of them lost morale and eventually went back with the sadhu along with him, back to Greece because that was needed. Imagine if there was no Chandragupta. Everybody was, last year Chandragupta turned to Buddha, Buddhism. That, that's because he had paid the debt. He had cleared his account. He had done after we have served this great divided world. God's bliss and oneness are our inborn right. Then you don't have to go to Buddha. Buddha comes to you. Okay, fine. Come. So this is what he says. The highest way appointed for him is to carry out the will of God without egoism as the human occasion and instrument of that which he sees to be decreed with the constant supporting memory of the Godhead in himself and man. Maam Anusmaran and in whatever ways are appointed for him by the Lord of his nature, Nimittamatram Bhavasabhyasachi. This is how we have to grow into the Godhead which we are meant to be. Not by escaping the, uh, you know, the tangle of works and life. Karma is a machinery but it is done with such a marvel and perfection. You can't cut a strand like that. And if you try to do it, then you don't fulfill God's purpose in the world. It's not made by some uh, unthinking cruel tyrant. You have to go through these strands, unsolve them, pick up that ingot of gold behind everything. Then you develop into the fullness of God that we are meant to be. He will not cherish personal enmity. So these things have to go away. 
in, in action. He will not cherish personal enmity, anger, hatred, egoistic desire and passion. Will not hasten towards strife or lust after violence and destruction like the fierce Asura. But he will do his work, Lok Sangraharth. We must follow the will of the God, Lord in our heart. And yes, remove these Asuras which are going to distort and pervert the action. And bring consequences which have no meaning at all. They are totally undesirable. Your anger will inflate another person's anger. Your ego pushing. Some people take a great pride. We have also given it. What happened? You gave it, it gave it. What happened? What happened? You gave back. I gave him back. People take great pride. So what happened after you gave back? He also gave back. Then you gave back. Then ultimately giving back, they both felt exhausted. And there was a mountain out of a mole. If you, when the person was giving, you just stepped aside and says, it's not me. Just don't get insulted. It goes. That's it. Mother says the best way to face the adversary is to laugh at his face. He gets very aggressive. Huh? Because he wants to see you afraid and seething in anger. He fails. So, this is the great vision of on the battlefield of Gita. And we have seen that the, there are different suggestions. The first suggestion is of course that all three are one reality. First it is borne in upon him that in the body of this son of man who moved beside him as a transient creature upon earth and sat by his side and lay with him on the same couch and ate with him in the banquet and was the object of jest and careless word, actor in war and counsel and common things, in this figure of mortal man, was all the time something great, concealed, of tremendous significance, a godhead, an avatar, a universal power, a one reality, a supreme transcendence. To this occult divinity in which all the significance of man and his long race is wrapped and from which all world existence receives its inner meaning of ineffable greatness, he had been blind. So this triple vision he sees, the transcendent, the universal and the individual. And this is what the avatar comes to reveal by his own example. Man, be as that. Reclaim your universality. Reclaim your transcendence. And act in this world. Don't annul it. But be this three in one. And the second suggestion is, that was figured in the human manifestation, the human relation is also reality. The transcendence and cosmic aspect have to be seen, for without that seeing, the limitations of humanity cannot be exceeded. In that unifying oneness, all has to be included, but by itself that would set too great a gulf. So there is also the individual relation you can form with this being. That is the second suggestion. Who oh, is too great, too great? Yes, all the Gandharvas, Rishis, Siddhas are worshipping him. You too can worship him. Arjuna, he sees, no, he describes the Siddhas are praising glory of thee. So what is what are they saying? Arjun, come, let's join in this wonderful adoration. We can form a relation with him. He is not a reality with whom we cannot connect. So he says that the adoration by which the finite creature bows down before the infinite receives all its sweetness and draws near to a closest truth of companionship and oneness when it deepens into the more intimate adoration which lives in the sense of the fatherhood of God, the friendhood of God, 
the attracting love between the divine spirit and our human soul and nature so we can form a relation with him thank god he is not just no mere void cold impersonal absolute hands that hold the flute hands that hold clasp red lips that kiss and blow the flute so he is not just all he loves all he moves all are his all is he so and then from there the third suggestion comes and that is a more deep ecstatic and signi and from the second a third immediately arises the form of the transcendent and universal being is to the strength of the liberated spirit a thing mighty encouraging and fortifying a source of power but to the normal man it is overwhelming appalling incommunicable that's why we see in kali when mahakali shivendra describes he says the asura run away because asuras are basically deep inside very weak you will see the sign of asura he'll always say हमारे साथ बुरा हो रहा है हमारे साथ ही प्ले दॉट इज दैट कॉल्ड ही प्ले इज दैट द होल वर्ल्ड हैज बीन एडजस्ट टूवर्ड्स मी एंड सो ही जस्टिफाइज इज वायलेंस टिपिकल साइन ऑफ द असुरा द स्ट्रॉन्ग मैन डामा नेवर सेट दैट यू नो एनीबडी हैज बीन एडजस्ट टू मी ही गोल्स लाइक ए रॉयल किंग एंड वेन इनजस्टिस इज डन डेन ऑल्सो ही सेज फॉर धर्मा आई हैव कम टू मीट यूर चैलेंज वॉट रावणा यू डिट दिस दिस नॉट करेक्ट why my wife nothing but the weak person you will see this is sign communities which keep on fretting and fuming that uh, we are the victims victim card be sure that they are hollow at the root they are very insecure very fragile very afraid what kind of victim why should anybody be a victim be strong the strong people never feel that they are victim because they are strong they know they can't be those who are weak inside and they are the ones who are most violent this is true of individuals as well as group so when mahakali manifests the asuras run away those violent people but the mighty in spirit they feel liberated they say ma take me also and when she takes up her sword to remove the head the man is ecstatic in joyous surrender so this is the third suggestion which comes so we can see that uh, this is how the grand vision ends and then starts one of the most wonderful chapters chapter 12 which we know is bhakti yog after this what are you going to do what remains sarjuna so is just filled with adoration he says what will i ever seek i am ready to fulfill your will that's the end of the story tell me what i have to do i'll do it that's it it's like a grand culmination but then and shubhendu described that those who adore the divine this way and do his works those who love him and do his service what liberations come to them on one side is the gyan yogi who enters into an impersonal moksha but what about these people they have different kinds of moksha sayujya identity with god sadrishya their nature begins to become like the nature of the divinity which they adore salokya they dwell in the same status of being as the lord anandame and samipya they always feel the nearness of god so these are the four 
kinds of muktis they experience not annulment but something much higher fulfillment fulfillment is to be even as god they are not afraid how many births we will take how many it's meaningless because they know that divine is the eternal reality but then thanks to arjuna people would have said ah it's a emotions so shri krishna inspires arjuna puch le puch le ek aur question <laughs> so arjuna says okay lord after a great you know after this vision what must have been his state you know he says okay okay one question what is the question you know i have heard that there are tapasvis who do great tapasya going into mountains withdrawing inside in meditative silence and they discover nothing that's what about them he says you know what arjuna eventually they to come to me they are not seeking something wrong but unfortunately they to choose a much more difficult path and a less complete path more difficult because they are trying to climb why because god is nothing he is impersonal so what support will impersonal give you have by your own faith defined him he is nothing he is impersonal so that kind of yogi generally move towards shiva totally in that impersonality so then you pray cry they don't believe in prayer and intercession they don't these people who take that route why because there is nobody out there to listen and respond and and i'm not joking you listen to some of these you know they will say there is nobody who is there to so whom are you really crying obviously you can awake arise in that state there is a way you can reach there and be in that freedom that is possible but what is all this prayer you have to go through your own effort grace prayer love they are just mere terms so there is no foothold that is the path of the tapasvi shri ramakrishna and the mother both the mother in volume 3 one of the earliest this thing you will see and shri ramakrishna the tapasvi all by my effort there are some people who don't find it convenient that why should be the doesn't give techniques they want something to do what i should do turn to mother no no what i should do open to the mother no what i should do <laughs> take mother's name no 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 please don't uh, don't joke huh? i want to know what i should do okay do whatever you wish to do <laughs> it's your wish so <laughs> then you have to go through the long process you know so tapasvi the other is surrender devotion so to those who surrender god comes he comes and holds us by the hand and takes you so what happened journey may be difficult but with god as companion avalanches are nothing but you say wah barf ka pahad toot ke aa raha hai and then you have to just see this mountain which is coming down lord ha ah, i am old lord we'll go through it and there is a blinding storm and when you come out you say wah what a nice path but when you don't go by that you will be broken so this is the difference he says ki they also ultimately i am the one whom they will come because he has already shown in that grand vision but they choose a more difficult path and an incomplete path because they will enter into the akshar brahma but not fulfill god's will in this creation so all this he says so he says so who is higher so shri krishna passes the final verdict those devotees 
who thus by a constant union seek after the twam and those who seek after the unmanifest individual which of these have a, the greater knowledge of yoga so this is the question so krishna replies to this question krishna the smiling benevolent wonderful lord the eternal charmer the flute player and the chakrapani he replies with an emphatic decisiveness mark the words shobindo adds emphatic decisiveness those who found their mind in me and by constant union possessed of a supreme faith seek after me i hold to be the most perfectly in union of yoga final verdict word of the lord the supreme faith is that which sees god in all and to its side the manifestation and the non manifestation are one godhead that's what he says also vyaktoham as the same time whatever is anabhivakt both are one reality the perfect union is that which meets the divine at every moment in every action tato navijugupsate and with the all the integrality of the nature not just my heart going inside and mind every aspect of nature everything in the movement manifestation you meet the great godhead because he is there hiding waiting to ambush you and hold you a captive while you are seemingly straying away into the darkness is wait i'm waiting here also and then you feel the shock of an arm sweetness and shock of your beloved's arms embrace so those who follow that but those who seek by a hard ascent after the indefinable unmanifest immutable alone arrive sees the godhead to me for they are not mistaken in their aim but they follow a more difficult pantha duratya and a less complete and perfect path so verdict this then is the swiftest largest and greatest way what is that way on me says the godhead to the soul of man repose all thy mind and lodge all thy understanding in me i will lift them up bathe in the supernal blaze of the divine love and will and knowledge to myself from whom these things flow if you become one with god you will become one with his knowledge you will become one with his peace you will become one with his will force everything with his love ananda the chain of the limiting earthly nature cannot hold the immortal spirit exalted by the passion the power and the light of the eternal love will and knowledge no doubt on this way too there are difficulties for there is the lower nature with its fears or dull downward gravitation which resists and battles against the motion of descent and clogs the wings of the exaltation and the upward rapture how does it clog you see if you read some of these traditional account of bhakti yoga virha vyatha lagi or antar jo me aiso janati preet ki ye dukh hoye nagar dhinora peetti preet na ki jo koi and not some ordinary mera bhai if i knew you are going to give me all these tortures i am not going to love you abhiman so there are difficulties because he will lead us through kurukshetra the path to him goes through that without kurukshetra only the godi godi coward boy vrindavan he want to stop at kindergarten and that um, is okay but you have to go through the kurukshetra for the fullness <laughs> so when he takes oh lord no 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 i don't want this 
what kind of a god are you taking me through all this so there are problems and challenges <laughs> but once you have given yourself to him he will take you willy nilly ghasit ke le jayenge he will carry you you are his captive it doesn't matter if you go happily willingly good good for you otherwise he'll put you in the chariot tie you and take the chariot hey, what where are you taking me through yet he will take you so that's what he is saying the divine consciousness even when it has been found at first in a wonder of great moments or in calm and splendid durations cannot at once be all together held or called back at will there is felt often an inability to keep the personal consciousness fixed steadily in the divine there are nights of long exile from the light there are hours or moments of revolt they will come in human beings why you have put me into this mess and you can't even say that it's all only my mess because <laughs> somewhere you are there no why why in this soup why you are cooking me into a nice stew kacha kacha na dana what is this too you are preparing out of me khichdi so these things may come yet but still by the practice of union what we should do is keep on striving whatever it is you yeah, put me in the stew now cook the vegetable fast <laughs> prepare your khichdi soon so he says but still by the practice of union and by constant repetition of the experience people turn away that time that time you should say with an even greater intensity ma 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 come mother come in this come in this come 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 to me that highest spirit grows upon the being and takes permanent possession of the nature is this also found too difficult because of the power and persistent of the outward going movement of the mind now is making it easy for us easy to do steps of yoga six steps is it too difficult when you are going through this to call and all this so he says then the way is simple to do all actions for the sake of the lord of the action so that every outward going movement of the mind shall be associated with the inner spiritual truth of the being and called back even in the very movement to the eternal reality and connected with its source doesn't matter what you are doing he says do it offer to me this is easier then the way is simple to do all actions for the sake of the lord okay but it may be that even this constant remembering of god and lifting up of our works to him is felt to be beyond the power of the limited mind see how is benevolent no it may be difficult all the time how they will remember and offer human beings so he says if that is the case because in its forgetfulness it turns to the act and its outward object and will not remember to look within and lay our every movement on the divine altar of the spirit it may get confused bewildered by the appearance i remembered you see what is happening no i am going to now act on my own this thing and human beings act egoistically and foolishly so there it says again that if this is difficult then the way is to control the lower self in the act and do works without desire of the fruit at least don't let anger fear ego desires lust greed guide you 
that is easy enough i'll not let my speech be under the impulse of anger under fear and do it without desire of the fruit it looks this more difficult huh? that looks very easy <laughs> but whatever it is it's not easy then the way is to control all fruit has to be renounced to be given up to the power that directs the work and yet the work has to be done that is imposed by it on the nature whatever is given to us we do it and we renounce the fruits for by this means the obstacle steadily diminishes and easily disappears then the mind is left free to remember the lord and to fix itself in the liberty of the divine consciousness don't i on the chair which is going to be vacated don't i on the reward that you are going to get by getting close to powers to be let all rewards come only from the lord if he chooses to give reward whatever he chooses to give just belong to the lord fruits of desires whatever you do don't look at the pay packet in the general this thing none of these just be happy to serve the lord and here the gita gives an ascending scale of potencies and assigns the palm of excellence to this yoga of desireless action abhyasa practice of a method repetition of an effort and experience is a great and powerful thing but better than this is knowledge the successful and luminous turning of the thought to the truth behind things to try to understand that this thought knowledge to is excelled by a silent complete concentration on the truth but more powerful still is the giving up of the fruit of one's works because that immediately destroys all causes of disturbance and brings and preserves automatically an inner calm and peace and calm and peace are the foundation on which all else becomes perfect and secure in position by the tranquil spirit give up the fruits huh? not those which you get from kovai give the fruits of desires don't be moved by desire actually desire is the worst kind of motivator throws up lot of smoke have the joy of serving the divine whatever one may be doing of course pay will come or something will come some something or the other always life gives then toward the end he says how are we to recognize we have this idea are bade bhakt hai mahakal ke mandir mein jate hain hamesha roz hanuman chalisa padhte hain you know we have this idea of bhakti somebody visits every day three times he goes to the temple on every particular ritual he performs wearing a particular mala and dhoti he is a great bhakta of the lord such was ravana so that's not bhakti what is the sign that one is a bhakta see we have had the signs of the divine worker we had the signs of the person who is a knower nor is the one in whom apurnamada achalam pratishtham all like all the rivers pour and he remains calm unmoved signs of the divine worker impersonality equality no preferences but surrender to the will of the lord now what is the sign of the bhakta tilak tripund or malana topi or cross pehen ke this show the divine doesn't want what is the sign look here first an absence of egoism how it is manifested an absence of egoism of iness and minus my book have you read it be careful your book you will say okay you have forgotten mukam karoti vachalam <laughs> iness and minus mine 
the bhakt and minus nirmamo nirahankara this is the meaning of nirmamo he is not attached to the sense this is mine i must possess it how my thing has been taken away it was mine and shobhin those things were copied literally copy pasted by none less than you know <laughs> the president of india at that time first president was he the first whatever not not the first radha krishna anyways so shobhin this is okay how does it matter let the idea spread that is the kind you know they never believed in mother says i don't believe in intellectual property rights because idea doesn't belong to you yes it should not be picked up for distorting it that's all that is required and of course any sensible man should acknowledge that is a different thing altogether not that he has told so anything i will put the bhakta of the purushottama is one who has a universal heart and mind which has broken down all the narrow walls of the ego so all this statehood this hood that hood hoods cobra hood all this is broken all these walls which limit us he breaks them a universal love dwells in his heart this love expressed towards all creatures not only towards mera aadmi hai my my person a universal compassion flows from it like an encompassing sea he will have friendship and pity for all beings and hate for no living things he will not have hate for anybody how can he hate himself or god who is another person so he will have a universal love and compassion for he is patient and as a sign is he will not oh this get lost no he will be patient long suffering enduring he knows that he is carrying me through this long suffering enduring a well of forgiveness so he easily forgives readily you know how shurbindo would people knew that when people would complain to him he has done so and so shurbindo would say one last time then niruddha writes in 12 years and we knew this last time will be one more one more always the last time well of forgiveness it is also an indicator what we have to become but we have, we can become by loving the lord because we become share his nature a desireless content is his a tranquil equality to pleasure and pain suffering and happiness the steadfast control of self and the firm unshakable will and resolution of the yogin and a love and devotion which gives up the whole mind and reason to the lord to the master of his consciousness and knowledge or simply he will be one who is freed from the troubled agitated lower nature from its waves of joy and fear and anxiety and resentment and desire all these things will go away this agitation fear resentment anxieties desires a spirit of calm by whom the world this is something amazing this is what used to strike me when i read, read this long long back i said ye sab theek hai ये क्या लिख दिया सो वॉट इज गोइंग टू राइट नाउ इज अ वेरी इंटरेस्टिंग टेस्ट ए स्पिरिट ऑफ काम बाई होम द वर्ल्ड इज नॉट एफ्लिक्टेड और ट्रबल्ड नॉर इज ही अफ्लिक्टेड और ट्रबल्ड बाई द वर्ल्ड ए सोल ऑफ पीस विद होम ऑल आर एट पीस आई सेट ये फर्स्ट ये तो प्रैक्टिस कर सकते दैट यू आर नॉट ट्रबल्ड हाउ कैन यू एंश्योर दैट अदर्स आर नॉट ट्रबल्ड बाई यू 
then you realize that because when the Lord dwells in the heart, it's a power. And even when people, may, like people even with Mother and Shurabindu, they used to get those actions, reactions. But eventually, they do hold on, they do stick on, because they know that here is a source of peace and calm, which strengthens and invigorates them. So they are not troubled or agitated. They may be root-ho-fied. They may get cross, but not troubled or agitated. You see, that is a sign. Asura's presence, you feel very restless, uncomfortable. But when people meet him, they know that a benign soul. But behind this benign soul, don't forget, there is the Chakradhari, <laughs> seated. <laughs> or will he will be one who has given up all desire and action to the master of his being, one pure and still, serve Sankalpa Sanyasi, indifferent to whatever comes, not pained or afflicted by any result or happening. One who has flung away from him all egoistic, personal and mental initiative, whether of the inner or the outer act, Sarva Sankalp Sanyasi. He doesn't strive, I want this, I want to, I have to do this thing to get this. All that goes. And of course the Lord looks after who lets the divine will and divine knowledge flow through him, undeflected by his own resolves, preferences and desires. And yet for that very reason, is swift and skillful in all actions of his nature. Because he surrendered himself to the Lord. You would nachow me the way you want me to nacho. And that's how he... Again, he will be one who neither desires the pleasant, and rejoices at its touch, nor abhors the unpleasant and sorrows as its burden. He receives all of them as the prasad. But why he gave this to me? I am a good guy. Always, I have worked for him. Why in my life this should happen? He takes this also as prasad. Everything he receives as prasad. And life grows really beautiful. You will develop, you know, one develops one's own nuskhas. So as I was saying, sharing the other day with someone, oh, nobody, you know, people tell me this, that. Uh, I said, what, criticize you? Huh? So I tell them that, look here, you know, I'll tell you a simple way. You just uh, accept whatever they are saying. Huh? I said, because truth is known to the Lord. <laughs> what do you expect people to know? Then the wind is taken away. All the wind and the gas. Okay, fine. In your view, I am... The most horrible person on earth. Fine, okay. Why have these expectations from anyone? The Lord knows who you are and what you are and He will change you and He will illumine you, whatever He decides. Therefore, because His devotion receives, He doesn't, He has abolished the distinction between fortunate and unfortunate happenings. Because His devotion receives all things equally as good from the hands of His eternal lover and master. That is Radha's prayer. The God lover, dear to God, is a soul of wide equality, equal to friend and enemy. He doesn't have an enemy, but people who regard him as an enemy. Equal to honor and insult, pleasure and pain, praise and blame, grief and happiness, heat and cold, to all the troubles with opposite affections to the, the normal nature. He will have no attachment to person or thing, place or home. He will be content and well satisfied with whatever surroundings, whatever relation men adopt to him, whatever station or fortune. He will keep a mind firm in all things because it is constantly seated in the highest self and fixed forever on the one 
divine object of his love and adoration. So this is how, and the crown of this equality is love founded on knowledge, fulfilled in instrumental action, extended to all things and beings, a vast, absorbing and all-containing love for the divine self, who is creator and master of the universe, Suhridam Sarvabhutana. These three qualifications. Love founded on knowledge. It's not a blind, ignorant kind of limited love. Fulfilled in instrumental action. Not escaping from the necessity of cosmic action. Extended to all things and beings. A vast, absorbing and all-containing love. This is the foundation, the conditions, the means by which the supreme spiritual perfection is to be won. And those who have it in any way, everything may not be possible, those who have it in any way are all dear to me, says the Godhead. Bhakti naam me priya, bhakti man me priya, they are the one who are dear to me. Even a practice of a little bit of this svalpamasya dharmasya. But exceedingly dear, Ataiva Mebriya are those souls nearest to the Godhead whose love of me is completed by the still wider and greatest perfection of which I have just shown to you the way and the process which he has described earlier, all the desireless action. This is anybody who loves me and adores me, I am he is dear to me. That's what Shivinda says, he is the very self of the beloved. But they who practice desireless action, love for all beings, who are a well of forgiveness, boundless compassion, they are the ones whom I hold to be nearest and dearest. And to such beings, the divine gives a promise that your promise I will fulfill. You see, that's what he does to Arjuna, no? These are the bhaktas who make the Purushottama their one supreme aim and follow out with a perfect faith and exactitude the immortalizing dharma described in this teaching. Dharma in the language of the Gita means the innate law of the being and its works and an action proceeding from and determined by the inner nature. Sobhav niyatam karma. 